Hello, friends, family, everybody listening. Welcome to Tales of Recovery. This is Gris Alves, and today I want to share my thoughts on softening for the holidays, quote-unquote holidays. <laughs> I'm going to have a whole opinion about what I think about the holidays. However, we do have them upon us. We've already begun the Guadalupe Reyes Marathon. So how, I guess this podcast is about the choices we can make. And I'm preaching to the choir here, y'all. The choices we get to make as we either gather with family or not gather with family, right? Because the situation is going to vary depending on your fear-based level or your cautionary social distancing, whatever you want to call it. Physical distancing is more what I say, because you can, you can still call, you can still Zoom. Either way, it's going to work the same, what I'm about to talk about, because whether or not you are going to be face-to-face -face with somebody during this time when you gather for family, or you're going to do it by Zoom, or phone call or text, uh, the topic about softening the heart applies to every encounter that we have whether you meet someone in person, whether you meet them on the Zoom or by phone. And how do we, what do I even mean by softening? Mm -hmm. The heart, right? Softening the heart, softening the body. As you get together with people that sometimes maybe you don't really like to get together with. <laughs> For example, you know, Family, <laughs> uh, you know, the biggest retreat, the biggest, most amazing place to really practice, quote unquote, mindfulness, spirituality, whatever um, you want to call it, is really when you're with the family. That's, uh, and I've, it's so funny, my cousin Karim told me a long time ago, ahí está el retiro, right? When you shop with the family, when you shop with the kids, the husbands, the wives, the uncles, the aunts, the grandfathers, grandmothers, everybody. That's the real retreat. That's where you really get the opportunity to grow. We're never going to grow if we're just sitting comfortably in our seats, thinking you're super spiritual, just laying out by the beach. No, life is going to throw you encounters of difficulty because that's just the way life is. Um, whether you're a tiny little ant or a bug or a plant or a tree or an animal or a human, that's just the way life is. That's how we grow. That's how we build resilience. That's how we expand. And that's life. So this real retreat in family is the actual, the test on your quote unquote evolution, right? Like this enlightenment or whatever we want to call it or say. And how um, we approach arriving at a space where we don't really necessarily like to be or where we feel like we're going to get triggered by Uncle Joey or what mom always says or oh my gosh grandma every time I show up asks me about why I'm so fat or why didn't I cook things this way or that way and it's a constant judgment right so what happens in our mind is we're constantly thinking that we have to judge things that's just the that's just something that the mind does but how um much we listen to that judgment or how can we become observers of that judgment um, will, will guide us into being able to soften, open our hearts and really be present in what's happening. 
without running off of the story, without judging and noticing if our bodies start to get really, really tight or we're just looking for that next freaking whiskey so that we can just get through this. When in reality, it's a beautiful time to notice how we can connect to our spirit, to our body and to the experience that it is to be alive because it really is a grand miracle that we can even open our eyes and breathe and taste a spoonful of fresh Greek yogurt or vegetables or juice or whatever you want. I mean, it's how incredible it is that we can feel our hands and hug ourselves or hug somebody else, pet the sweet little puppy, just smell the scent of the rain coming in or a flower. I mean, you know, you can think that this is all, oh, well, whatever, that's just so silly, I'm going to smell the flower. But then really, really, you're missing out. When, when I get into those thought patterns of, oh, my God, what, what is flower? Then I realize, okay, wait a moment. I'm out of alignment. I'm falling in judgment mode. I am falling in running up with stories that aren't really serving me. And so, you know, how... Um, how does that help me or anybody else, right? When I'm just super pissed off and about to just tell people to go fuck themselves and that I don't want to go to their house or that I don't want you to come over or this and that and the other. Um, or that you are going to approach a place where you can't really talk freely about what you think. I'll tell you my point, like I don't, I think vaccines are outdated. I'm not going to get a vaccine. I think that I don't want to live a life based on fear. And sometimes that conversation really can't come up in some places, right? Like I have friends that are so into like never ever taking off the mask. They're literally driving in the car with a mask. And so maybe they're not a person that I can converse freely about what I think. Um, or I could, but you know, then I have to have all these explanations and so a lot of times when we gather with people or on Zoom or whatever, it's important to notice that if I can't be myself, if I can't speak freely, if I can't just give my opinions or really just be excited about the life that I'm choosing to live, then there's a part of me that's being censored, probably more to keep the peace, you know? I'm not gonna show up at your house and be like, yeah, just, you know, it's everybody kiss and hug when the government's telling you not to even sing at your house. Like, you know, I have to respect your choices, the way other people live, but we're in a way being censored. Um, you might call it being polite. You might call it respecting others' opinions, but in reality, it's censorship. <laughs> Which is why, you know, during this year of 2020, we have found our tribe. We have found, at least I have found, I think a lot of us have found communities and tribe and just people that we can come together with and be able to be yourself. I have friends that I can hang out with and talk and sit outside by the fire and we're not constantly in this fear-based fight or flight mode that actually lowers your energetic um, vibration, right? And the capacity to feel free and love and um, hopeful. Hopeful. If we fall into this constant narrative of doom and bloom, 
then, you know, where energy goes, where your attention goes, energy flows. So we're, we're generating whatever we're thinking about, whatever we're constantly processing in our minds and our emotions because we are co-creators. So I have noticed that I really like to be in a place where I can be myself, where I can, you know, talk about whatever I want, not wear the mask and just know that I'm not really afraid of dying. It's coming towards you, whether you like it or not. And of course, I'm not going to be an idiot and go lick the floor at the freaking grocery store. However, I'm also not going to live in fear. And I'm also going to realize how, what, how can I, what can I do to strengthen my terrain? Notice my microbiome. What am I eating? Do I, am I trying to plant my own food? What vitamins are you taking? Are you spending time outside in nature, in the sun? Anyway, now I'm going down off track, but the, the focus of this podcast is practices on staying soft and in compassion when you are with the family or whoever you're going to be gathering with during these holidays. Um, because even if you're not like practicing Christianity anymore or, or, or whatever religion, there's still these cultural agreements that we have about we have to gather for the dinner and you have to get all these presents and you have to do this. And so, you know, little by little, I've, I've kind of like stepped away from just the full on consumerism of Christmas. You might have a different religion that you are no longer, you know, being a part of. To me, really, what this time is about is the winter solstice and going into a different season of, of being inside of lots of cozy soups, of just being aware of what the year brought. And now, you know, we're in, it's time to go inward and time to really celebrate what we were able to live this year, whether it was good or bad or whatever you, if you want to label it, just a celebration of all that nature has given me, has given us during this year and the change of season and, you know, just the different ways that the sun comes up and goes down, different times. Um, just the beauty of life really without, you know, I don't have to worry about whether or not some baby was born and he's a new saver. Like, I think, you know, that was really hijacked by Christianity and a lot of the other holidays during this time because of winter solstice, because of this is a time of really noticing and celebrating and going in and, um, and hopefully having the resources to even be able to stay inside. But I mean, inside the inner self, right? Not inside the house. Um, so when you have to show up for family for whatever reason, I have noticed that instead of me showing up to a dinner saying, because this has been going on with me for years. Like I decided not to do this Thanksgiving since like maybe, I think Santiago was too. So maybe that's like 14 years ago and the whole Christmas tale many, many years ago. And so, but what I, what I do notice is if I show up to a party or a family gathering with the intention of telling everybody how dumb their beliefs are and me making up these stories and judging the whole time, Nobody wins, nobody wins. I don't win, love doesn't win, conscience, I mean, it's just dumb. 
right? It's just not practical. It's not really good. So if I show up to your house and tell you that I think your beliefs are just not right and blah, 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 and you should have cooked this, and you should have cooked that, then um, it goes completely opposite of, you know, of the hope and the miracle that we have of even being alive. So here are a few tips on noticing how to soften in the holidays. The first one is to become aware of how you're even going in. So I can become aware of like, okay, I'm showing up to Uncle Mario's house where we're gathering outside, right? Six feet apart or whatever, many feet apart. Or if you're not fully in fear, then you're just gonna gather or whatever. But you walk in and notice immediately your body. So how do we do this? We do this through breath and noticing the stories we're creating. So the breath is the first thing that allows us to manage inside of our bodies, whatever emotions and constrictions or tensions the body's beginning to feel. So as you walk into somebody's house or somebody's Zoom or whatever, begin to notice, oh, you, you, you feel like my jaw is tensing up a little bit. I feel like I'm getting really ready to freaking just talk shit about this person or that person. And where's the bar? Because I can't stand this. So just notice. And then begin to breathe like really, really long inhales, really, really long exhales. You can even practice this in your imagination before you have to show up to a party, right? Because that's what practice is. You practice before you get there. So you take a really, really long inhale, a really, really long exhale. Begin to do like a body scan of like, okay, here's my head, here's my ears. Oh, I feel really hot in my head because I'm just, and I feel this tension on my chest. So keep on breathing, sending all the attention down all the way to your toes and just notice what um, message your body's sending to you. Because typically what these messages are, are fight or flight. Like I'm getting ready to fight or flight or freeze, right? A lot of times we freeze and we don't say anything. We're like accepting the censorship as part of a survival strategy. And like, I just won't say anything. I'll just be over here and hit myself and just be really freaking depressed. And oh my God, let me just stuff my face. And because that's the only way I can deal with this. And oh, I can't wait till this is over. No, 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 no. You don't need to, we don't need to do that. We have the right, we have a birthright to be present and fully alive wherever we're at, regardless of the situation. So with these breaths, long and strong and deep and elongating the exhale, you begin to notice what your body is. And remember that you have the capacity to work with your body to calm your central, to calm your nervous system, right? And then if it's really difficult, you can also practice self-soothing, self-compassion, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a really difficult situation. I really haven't practiced boundaries in my whole life. I really don't know how to deal with this. I really don't know how to see something without being mean or, or not say something and putting myself down. So lots of compassion, like, yeah, huh? Use your hand on your heart and just be like, whoa, this is a freaking moment of difficulty for me. Maybe even a moment of suffering. You know, like maybe, like, maybe your mom died this year. <laughs> And this is a moment of suffering. Like, man, it's really hard without my mom here. Like, or, you know, or somebody who's passed away or somebody that really gets on your nerves. Either, either way, the mechanism of your body to survive is the same mechanism. It doesn't matter if it's an insignificant event, like somebody put on, you know, gluten in the food you're going to take. And you're like, why the hell would you put gluten in something that you know that I'm gluten on? 
or like your mom is in here, the same mechanism is the one that turns on. So your body will react, your mind will get going, whether it's something as insignificant as gluten in the pie or that this person really hurt you in the past and here you are having to face him or her again. So knowing that that's a mechanism inside of your human body, you can begin to breathe, notice it, say, oh, it's a moment of difficulty. Let me just self-soothe here and place my hand on my heart, keep breathing. Whew, I'm glad I'm not the only one that goes through these things, okay? Notice where you're at. And then the third step is to stay aware of what stories from the past you might be bringing in. Because there is no past, future, present. I mean, all time is relative. So if I'm sitting here right now, just looking at a specific person, become really, really, really tense and, oh my God, this guy. Then I can just notice, say, okay, wait a minute. I'm making up a story or I'm going with the story of what happened 20, 30, 15 years ago or half an hour ago. And I'm bringing it into now. And I'm missing out on the present because I'm making up a story and my body is now getting really tense and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the present moment. And who, who is that serving? Like if I'm judging, if I'm all tense, if I'm serving, like, you know, what? Like, why the fuck am I doing this? And the other question we can ask ourselves is, why do I like to give this life story? You know, why do I give, no, why do I want to give this story life again? Like, you know, Uncle Billy, he's an asshole. But here I am at his house, there's 50 other people, and you know, I'm going to gather, I'm going to gather, because humans want to gather, we want to celebrate. But if I have this story, and I'm bringing it to life right here, right now, in the present moment. Uncle Billy's not even doing what he was doing 55 years ago. And if he's being an asshole, then I'm making a judgment. So what's the reward? That is the main question. What is the reward that I receive by giving life to these stories that are not in the present? Let that sink in. <laughs> the what is the reward? Of these sensations. We can create an addiction to struggle, an addiction to judgment, to this anger, because, because number one, it's familiar. Number two, it's energy. Number three, it fuels us. It's like me, you know, I love to get angry and just go, <laughs> because I get this fuel and I get this energy. And so I need to be aware of like, okay, 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 let me alchemize this energy through the breath into something creative, which is why I love this podcast because this is a lot of the time, this is how I alchemize a lot of these energies. And, you know, so we need to notice what, what is this, what is this, what is this feeling? Like, what is this reward of me going on and on and on about how we shouldn't come here, we should have done something else. I can't believe they put gluten in the pie. I can't believe that she just told me that, oh God. What am I doing here? I hate this. I hate fucking about this holiday shit. You know, wait, 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 wait. take a deep breath here. Inhale. Exhale. Another deep inhale. Right here. 
So this is this is a good practice. I inhale and I say right here. And then I exhale. Presence. I'm in this present moment. Inhale again. Right here. Exhale. Present moment. And then notice, okay, why am I seeking this reward of being angry? Why am I giving life to this story? Who's winning? I'm not winning. Nobody's winning. I'm wrapping myself with the gift of being alive and present and just noticing, you know, as a breath, as the observer, as the witness. So if this seems hard, this is another easy practice to do. You can pretend you're an eagle and just in the room where you're standing, just fly, pretend that you can fly all the way up to the roof or up to the sky and see the eagle view. See yourself there with all the food and people around you and the opportunity of how is this, just noticing how is this gonna play out? How can this play out in my life? You know? How can this play out in my life? If I'm noticing from way up above, okay, there's Greece and she's really pissed off and she's on this freaking adrenaline fight or flight mode because I'm addicted to this reward of judgment of being right and blah, 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 blah. or being really, really sad and I'm going to hide in the ground. I'm not going to say anything. And then from this eagle eye view, I can just notice like, oh, now she's not really being present and having a, a peaceful time. Maybe even a good time. How am I winning? And then noticing the other people going around, maybe there's kids, maybe there's a grandfather, maybe there's animals, whatever. Um, and it's gonna end. This meeting will end. You know, this dinner will end. And just up here from the eagle's eye view, and then just allow the breath and inhale and exhale presence. And you know, you can do this. We all can do this. Sure, the more you practice, the easier it gets, the more, the more um, maybe accessible that it can get to fall into presence. But either way, you could do this. Just come, So coming back from the eagle view all the way down into this gathering, maybe it's just you and your mom having dinner together, or maybe it's just, even if it's you by yourself. A breath, an awareness of where you're at. And who wins when you allow your thoughts to take you into the fight or flight or into the um, anger or depression state? It's just a story, really. It's just a story. It's a story that your mind is telling you. And that story is then triggering sensations in your body. And what if we change the narrative to I breathe in, right here, I breathe out, presence, and well, I can't eat that pie, but I'm gonna eat something else or some of the food that I've maybe brought. And then I'm just an observer. I'm just a witness of what's happening. And if I feel like I'm getting constricted in my body, I can just soften the shoulders, pretend like my shoulders are ice cubes and that there's, my breath warms them up and then they turn into water and then my breath warms them up even more and then they melt even more, and now they are evaporating. I can turn my practice into gratitude. Wow, I'm really grateful to be alive and that 
These people are teaching me lessons of noticing what rewards I choose to take because of these stories that I've made. They're only stories. Why am I bringing them from the past to here now? Here I am now in the present. Maybe look at your kids, maybe look at your husband, your wife, your, just look at them. Wow, I mean, humans are a trip, <laughs> You know, it's like an anthropology session here. Wow, look at the way that little kid moves and look at the way grandpa moves. And the way we can come together and just, maybe just notice the scent of the food, the music in the background. And then get back into your body, breathe in again and observe like a sweet little witness. Soon as we start judging, we lose. I lose. Preaching to the choir, like I said. Judge not, resist not, fear not. You know? The only thing that separates us are the beliefs of the mind. The only thing that separates us from source, from spirit, from presence are the beliefs of the mind. I mean, a lot of really cool um, meditation teachers talk about no mind or not knowing. And that's, uh, we all, we've all, we all experience this. Sometimes you're aware of it, sometimes you're not. But to not know, to not need to judge, to just focus on the light of a candle. Or the sound of a song. Or your plate that you're going to eat. And just remember that we get to choose what stories we feed. We get to choose the wolf that we feed, right? Like that story, there's two wolves. And one of them is peace and love. And the other one is judgment and unworthiness, depression. So which one are we going to feed? And, you know, you might really struggle chemically with sadness. Um, Self-compassion still works. All of these practices still work. Might be harder for some of us than others, but just get back on the eagle view and just think about what is the reward? What is this reward that I'm used to, that my body's familiar with? And can I hack my brain? Can I just hack it and say, not today, not today, mother? Thank you for sharing, but I am going to breathe in. Right here, exhale, presence, and come into this moment aware of my capacity to love, my capacity to love myself, to be present, to notice, to enjoy, and also be aware that I have the capacity to jump down that story and begin to judge. And then I don't win. <laughs> I don't fucking win because nobody else really cares about my judgments or my ideas or my stories for the most part. But I care. I care about me. If you care about you, these are good practices. 
you know, you notice what's happening. Deep inhale and exhale. Self-compassion, it's a moment of difficulty. Ooh, this is a moment of difficulty. And then wait, wait a minute. What story am I bringing in from the past that no longer serves me, that doesn't really belong here? Is it really happening right now? I mean, if somebody's you know, slapping you, well, it's fucking happening. Yes, you need to put your hand up and say no. But if this isn't happening right now, then you can remember, okay, wait, wait, wait. this happened 20 years ago, five years ago. Why am I bringing that up right now? Why am I messing up with my unlimited potential of my present moment? Why am I fucking up life for me? We don't need to do it. We can have hope. We can be present. We have control over our presence. It's not even a control thing. It's more of like an allowing. What are we allowing? You know, to look up at the clouds and a beautiful tree. To just any, any, any type of life form around you. To bring you back to like, whoa, man, this is a trip. How can birds just fly? And how can we just be here eating and talking and, and breathing and, and just choose to allow awe and the awareness of this awe, A-W-E, to sink in. And maybe you can even have this conversation or share this podcast with a buddy that's going to go with you. <laughs> Uh, to wherever you're going so you can remind yourself and you know remind each other hey hey, check it out man remember are we are we giving into the story are we searching for that reward of anger judgment sadness whatever how about we don't do that how about we choose to be present choose to choose to be the be in human being and um and it doesn't, I don't think we need to do this just for the holidays, just for gatherings. This is in general, but in particular right now, I just felt, let's just share this right now because it's coming up. I already have a lot of friends and clients and some people in my classes just, you know, getting worried, getting anxious about it, especially if you're like going through a divorce or somebody's not in the family or everybody wants to eat outside and you want to eat outside. I mean, there's, there's shit coming up. There's always stuff coming up. So we can remember that these are opportunities to grow in love, in our expansion, in our capacity, and most of all, to soften. When we can soften, then we're not in fight or flight, we're not in the stories. We soften so that our hearts can receive, so that we can be present and just notice and, yeah, Free food, whatever, right? <laughs> Just to be more alive in high energetic vibration. Vibration of love, of peace, of freedom, instead of the opposite. And we can change the narrative. Yes, we can. Remember that the higher vibration away from fear that you have, your immune system actually boosts. Mm -hmm. And your life can be more productive, more creative, you're in that energy of flow and life is better. 
So may your season of Guadalupe Reyes Marathon be filled with remembering, to be present, to notice if you're bringing in old, old stories, to know that judgment and anger, whatever, we don't win. We don't win. You can have healthy boundaries, but if you're going to show up, show up in peace, show up to enjoy, show up to know that you can be right here, right now, present, not in the past, not in the future, but right here, right now, which is really all we have. So may you have peace, may you have joy, may you have the capacity to know that you're in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. You were riding the horse, this phenomenal organic body that you live in or that you live through. And may we enjoy this new season, this solstice coming, the winter of going inwards and daily gratitude. Ashe everyone, thank you for listening to Tales of Recovery. We'll see you next time.